Because this God knows the mind of the Holy Spirit. Lady Andori by Andozikia, Leba Andedi by Anduri Andias. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Kabari Indedos. Hallelujah. Excuse me, media team, can you take the bass out of my microphone? Bring it down a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me, church. Thank you. Kama andeli bizonda andeli ba andoli bazuri zienda andori anduri ba andori andaya zika andeli ba andeli ba andoli ba andeya zibi andori alari ikros tabuj taburi zayeta luri andai kasuri ba ande Yenda andeli andele andoles Zeka andeli andeli andaya Andele beze beka anderia Yenda baba banda bandala Zeta andele beka zandaba Zeba andele bedala bando zea Zeba andala bando zika Zeta andali imeri andori Zaperi andori andaya Zeba anderi andala anderi andara Ileri anderi ba andalazi Keba andala ba anderi ba andala ba andaya Zibi andere be kabanda Iba andala la bazi kiza bandelea Nene nene bea Zika andere bandele Eza anderi andaya banduri Mandere Iba andali indoze kea Andale beza nuri andari bakaya Zeta la bandiri bikaya baziri Yeta zandiri bi andaya bale, zeka andala anderi indaya baluri, ilei zamuri anda, ireka zuri andai, zibi anderi bahando kari indeya, jarando lobrundo zibika andori, yeba anduri akala riendu zabahaya, ilei karuzuturi akuzanda bahaya. In the name that towers over every name, the matchless name of the Lord Jesus, we lift our voices, O God, unto you, seeking you, seeking your reverence, seeking your sovereign, your sovereign power to work, seeking you, O God, that your spirit will move. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we worship and adore you. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are all wise. You are all knowing. You are all powerful and you are everywhere present. We pray to the omnipotent God, the omniscient God, and the omnipresent God. We pray to the all-wise God in the name of the Lord Jesus. God who knows what to do when we don't know what to do. God who knows what to give us to pray when we know not what 
to pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. When we have no might against the forces that rise against us, God, you are our might. You are our power. You are our strength. You are our sufficiency. You said to be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God, who said to us, not by our own mental ability, not by our own physical prowess, but by your spirit, barriers and mountains will be removed. We pray to you. We seek you. We seek your power. We seek your ways. We seek your wisdom. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let mercy be our portion today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let grace be our portion today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the goodness of the Lord be our portion. It is because of your compassion, O oh God, that we are not consumed. And so in the name of the Lord Jesus, let the compassion, the mercy, and the goodness of God follow everyone, follow every family, follow everybody, everybody here, and the families represented by the souls here, and all who are partaking of this message online right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, move. Move upon hearts. Move upon families in the name of the Lord Jesus that your will may be done on earth as it is in heaven that the way of the Lord may be revealed to man in the name of the Lord Jesus may be revealed to mankind in the name of the Lord Jesus that men and women will do that which God has revealed in the name of the Lord Jesus mighty one Holy Spirit have your way brood upon hearts brood upon lives and renew the face of the earth. Renew our lives. Revive us. Revive us. Revive us. Just as you moved over the surface of the waters and God spoke and things came to pass. Move upon our hearts, move upon our lives, move on everything that concerns us in the name of the Lord Jesus. For as truly as you live, your spirit will cover the earth, your glory will cover the earth, the majesty and the honor of God will cover the earth by the moving of your spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. This will be as the waters cover the sea, as you have written in your word unto us. It is our prayer that this will be our experience today in the land of the living, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. Life giver, we thank you. Comforter, we thank you. Spirit of truth, we thank you. Spirit of grace, we thank you. Spirit of life, we thank you. Mighty healer, mighty deliverer, we thank you. God who is able to make all things well, we thank you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I say to the righteous, according to Isaiah chapter 3, it is well with your soul. I say to the righteous, it shall be well, and it is well. In the name of Jesus, 
you said, say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. So I say to the righteous, in the name of the Lord Jesus, it shall be well with you. May the weak be made strong. May the weak be made strong. May the oppressed be delivered. May those who are down, who are depressed, who are deep, deep in the pit of sorrow, be lifted up and out of it in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name Jesus. For you promised us that though sorrow may come for a night, joy comes in the morning. We thank you that Jesus, the sun of the morning, the bright and morning star, the day star has risen and he is risen with healing in his wings over us. I thank you for your covering over the people of God. I thank you for your covering over us. We dwell in the sacred place of the Most High. We dwell under the covering, the canopy of the Most High. Thank you, Lord. And so no evil shall be able to penetrate that covering and attach itself to us, attack us and overcome us. We thank you for victory in Christ. We thank you for victory in Christ. We thank you for joy. We thank you for peace. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for healing. We thank you for life. We thank you in the name of Jesus. To God be glory. To our God be praise in Jesus' name. I ask, Lord, that you touch every heart, every life. Pour the rain of your spirit on every blade of grass, according to scripture. That is on every life, every human being, everyone here. In the name of Jesus and everyone partaking of this ministration, Online, around the world, touch, Holy Spirit, touch everyone. The will of the Lord be done in the matchless name of the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise him. Praise him, somebody. Let's give the Lord a mighty praise offering. Yes, give him a clap offering. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated in the sanctuary. And welcome everyone joining us online around the world this is world missions ministries and i'm pastor anthony turkson it's my pleasure to share with you god's holy word hallelujah so let's dine together at the lord's table that's a place where the darkness of satan's power is over amen at the lord's table the darkness of Satan's power is over. Hallelujah. You will not be engulfed, covered, swallowed up by any manner of darkness. 
in the name of Jesus. You will not be consumed because God is unchanging. God is unchanging. Behold, the Lord our God does not change. Therefore, you are not consumed. I prophesy today in the name of the Lord Jesus and nothing will consume anybody. I speak this over your life. Nothing will consume you. Just open your hands to the Lord in your house, here in the sanctuary. I declare over you, nothing will consume you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Nothing will consume you. For the Lord does not change. He connects his unchanging nature to your preservation, to your defense, to your salvation. The Lord does not change. Therefore, we are not consumed. He says the Lord does not change. Therefore, we are not consumed. God connects his unchanging nature to your preservation, to your deliverance from anything that Satan will send to consume you. In the name of Jesus, has he not said in Malachi chapter 3 that he rebuked the devourer for your sake? I declare, according to scripture, that anything that has come to devour anybody in the name of the Lord Jesus, the mouth of that lion is shut in the name of Jesus. I declare again, the mouth of that lion is shut in the name of Jesus. Whether it's a mouth of sorrow, be it the mouth of depression, the mouth of anxiety, in the name of the Lord Jesus, financial distress, confusion in your family, in the name of Jesus, or sickness and disease. No matter how the enemy has come roaring against you, seeking whom he may devour, I stand to declare in agreement with Holy Scripture, according to Malachi 3, the Lord says he rebukes the devourer for your sake. I stand together with the Lord by the sword of the Lord and my sword, even the sword of the Spirit of God from my human human spirit as a servant of the most high God in the name of Jesus I declare that that devourer is bound the mouth of the lion is shut is muzzled in the name of the Lord Jesus nothing shall consume you not sickness not confusion not sorrow, not depression. May the spirit of the Lord break the power of the spirit of heaviness over every life. May you come out of every pit, out of every hole. In the name of Jesus, receive this ministration. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I mix my preaching and my teaching with prayer and the ministration of the Holy Spirit, with prophetic utterances. As Paul wrote in the scriptures by the Spirit, he said, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Sometimes the writing of the scripture is what? It is revelations of God. It is visions of God. The Bible tells us, the Bible tells us, speak to yourselves in Psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, making melody in your heart 
unto God. So sometimes the speaking of the word of God is in what? Psalms. It is in hymns. It is in spiritual songs. Amen. Sometimes the ministration of God is feeding God's people. It is teaching them, feed my flock, he said. He said, I'll give you pastors after my heart who feed you with knowledge and with understanding. So sometimes the ministration of God comes as feeding. When you read the book of Deuteronomy, he said, his rain would distill as dew. Sometimes the spirit of God moves rather imperceptibly, just like dew will fall at night. But in the morning, you can tell that the that the ground is moist. So sometimes the Spirit of God moves like the dew, but other times He moves as a mighty outpouring. Today we have prayed that the Spirit will move. He has begun to move on lives and hearts. And I declare unto you that nothing shall consume you. It is done in Jesus' name. The Lord Himself said, He will stop the devourer. In the name of the Lord Jesus, he will stop the devourer. That which devours your peace, attacks your peace of mind. The Lord has stopped it. I said the Lord has stopped it. The Lord has stopped it. Makes your mind wander and go all over the place and you're not focused and you're, not, you're confused. God has stopped it. It comes to devour your peace. God has stopped it. Hallelujah. The Lord showed me, this is two, two days ago, today's Sunday, so this would be Friday night. The Lord showed me this. I was on a train with a, with a group of people, and someone I did not know was also on this train, and the, the person passed out. person passed out, fainted. And they began to work on the person, and the person came around, and somebody said from examining the person that they needed uh, some kind of pain medication. They were in a lot of pain. The person was in a lot of pain. And this is just medically. And somebody said, somebody on the train said they need uh, pain medication to be administered to them. And the person who had passed out had come come around, and was conscious enough to say that when they mentioned the pain medication that was available on the train, because you have to understand this was not in the hospital, so nobody is prepared. So what was available when it was mentioned, the person who uh, had passed out had come around and heard it, and was conscious enough, heard it, and said, no, I'm allergic to this. It will not help me. If you give me this, it will kill me. They were conscious enough to say that. So when they said that, it was now like a hopeless situation. A person needs it to be relieved of this pain, but the only thing that's available will kill them. And someone said, ask Pastor Turkson to pray. Someone turned and said, that man sitting over there is a pastor said, ask Pastor Turkson to pray. So they turned to me, and I laid hands on the person and prayed. And the Lord instantly, this is in a, in a revelation, instantly delivered the person 
from the pain. The pain just stopped. And the person who was like reclining on, on, on the chair, you know, in the seat on the, on the train, stood up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Whatever attack the enemy assigned against you, anybody, the Spirit of the Lord has delivered you. Amen. The Holy Spirit revives. The Holy Spirit delivers. The Holy Spirit quickens us. He makes us alive. Amen. I want you to believe him to release his power into your life to make you alive. Praise the Lord. In that particular revelation, a situation that appeared to be hopeless, the Lord turned it around. Amen. The person who had passed out came back, regained consciousness. Then the next thing is the medication they needed, the person actually needed, was not present. But Dr. Jesus was present. So you see in that revelation, what the Lord is saying is that even in a hopeless situation, in a situation where, yes, indeed, medical help can make a difference, but you don't have the medication or the, the doctors, you know, there's just nobody who can help you. Remember Dr. Jesus, the healer is always present. He's always present. We never have to ask, is there a doctor in the house? Because he's always present. You never have to ask, is there a doctor on this airplane or on this train? Because he is always present. But you and I have to have the presence of mind to do what? To connect with him, to look to him, to turn to the Lord, to call upon him and believe for his power to save, his power to heal. Our God is mighty to save. He is mighty to heal. He is mighty to deliver. You and I have to have the presence of mind, no matter what the situation is, have the presence of mind to connect to the Lord. Again, going back to that vision, somebody on the train said, when now is hopeless, the medication can't help this person. Thank God the person was conscious enough to say, no, 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 this thing will kill me. Don't give this thing to me. Because if they are not being conscious, it would have been given to them, to the person, it would have killed the person. But they had regained consciousness. Thank God. And we're aware. And it was the only person who knew, no, 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 this, I'm allergic, this thing is not going to help me. So even that shows you the love of God, the care of God, the wisdom of God. Amen. So many, so many little things in that revelation where you see God's hand always working. 
then this individual had the presence of mind to say, yes, okay, so there's no medication. This person is in pain. They are in this condition, and they need to be revived. They need to be restored. Ask the man of God to pray. They had the presence of mind that prayer will make the difference. Prayer will make the difference. Ladies and gentlemen, that prayer, to just have that presence of mind, prayer will make the difference. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Do you know that your help comes from the Lord? David asked that question. He said, maybe, maybe you are looking somewhere else, but as for me, David, I know this. My help comes from the Lord. Amen. You need to have that presence of mind. Your help comes from the Lord. Oh, my brothers and sisters, no matter what the situation is, God is our helper. Didn't our Lord Jesus say to us, he said, I will not leave you alone. I will not leave you comfortless. I will send to you another comforter. That is right. They're telling you, Jesus is saying, I am a comforter. I will always comfort you. And I always want you to be comforted. So much so that now that I am leaving, I have the presence of mind that you are never to be without comfort. So what am I going to do? I'm going to send you. I'm going to continue my ministry. I'm going to continue being with you. This time through the Holy Spirit. Who in fact, when he comes, will not be just standing beside you. But he will be in you. It would actually be better for you that I go away. Because when I go away... I will send him the comforter. And when he comes, he's not just going to be with you. He will be in you. Do you understand that? When Jesus was here on earth and he was with his disciples, he was with them, beside them, but he was not in them. And they needed to understand that. They needed to catch that revelation that it's actually Better to have God in you. In you. Do you remember when Martha and Mary's brother, what was his name, who was sick near death and eventually, in fact, physically died for four days? Well, what did you say his name was? Lazarus. They sent for the Lord. And the Lord showed up how many days later? Four days later, he was at a different location. If he had been in them, they would not have needed to send a fax, a phone call, an email, a cell I mean, he is in you. Greater is he who is in you than the voice of your boss threatening you. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world working against you. The prince of the power of the air. 
A spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience, working against you, of which you were a part of, but now you are sanctified, justified, and glorified in the name of the Lord Jesus by his precious blood. You are different. You are qualified to share in his inheritance. The Lord is your defense. He is your salvation. May you have that presence of mind to turn to him in prayer. Turn to God first in prayer and connect with the power of God to move in your life. A person said, that is Pastor Turkson. Ask him to pray. Prayer. Talk to God. For when we know not what to do, when we have no might against these powers against us, we have to remember, according to Ephesians 6, to be strong in the Lord. Not in your strength, not in my strength, not in the archbishop's strength, the pap pastor's strength, but be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Connect with God. He that is joined with God is one spirit. Greater is he who is in you, 1 John 4 and verse 4, than he that is in the world. Yes, 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 yes. Though the enemy may come prowling around like a roaring lion, 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, seeking whom he may devour. Satan is working, seeking whom he may devour. Yet scripture says, whom resist steadfast in the faith. What faith? The faith of Jesus. The faith of God. For the life that I live, Galatians 2.20, I live by the faith of Jesus. Not my faith, the faith of Jesus. He is the author of faith. He is the finisher of faith. Most of the time our problem is we're trying to live in our strength. When he told us it is not by your might, it is not by your power, but by my spirit, Zechariah 4. By my spirit, the mountains will be removed. Amen. For my grace will establish the work. For my grace will establish the work. In case you forget, he says it twice. Grace, grace. Will complete it. He that has begun a good work will bring it to completion. You did not save yourself, He saved you. You cannot take yourself to heaven, and nobody can take themselves out of going to hell. Only Jesus Christ, and He has finished it for us. He defeated the devil, He defeated the devil, He defeated the grave, He defeated hell. Jesus was raised up from the dead. Not by Jesus, not by God technically, but he was raised up by the Holy Spirit. Of course, God, the Father involved, of course, we know that. Jesus himself involved in that he said, I lay my body down and I pick it back up. They all always work together. But there's always one in the forefront who is directly foremost doing something with the other two in the background supporting. Are you with me? For example, on the cross, the person who died on the cross, 
the one who said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. That was not the Father who was speaking. It was not the Spirit who was speaking. It was Yeshua HaMashiach, the baby that Mary gave birth to. It was Jesus, that one. He was the one who died. The Father didn't die. The Father can never die. That's a problem some people of other religions have with. You know, they can't understand how we believe that Jesus Christ is God and he died. Because they know God cannot die. So they have a problem accepting that Jesus is God. But according to scripture, Jesus was God as the word. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Furthermore, Revelation 19.13 tells us his name is called the word of God. So Jesus was God and is God. But the same Bible tells us that Jesus Christ laid aside deliberately, consciously laid aside his divinity, his deity. He laid aside the part of him that makes him God thoroughly and truly, completely God. Do you understand that? He laid that aside and took upon him the form of human flesh. It's called the incarnation, the manifestation of spirit, God in flesh. Carn, C-A-R-N, means flesh. It's the root word in English that means what? Flesh. When a lot of flesh is destroyed, we call it carnage. When something that spirit, or God in this case, comes into flesh, we call incarn. Amen. Incarnation. He comes in the state, the noun form, in the state of flesh. But before he came in the state of flesh, he was not flesh. Amen. So when Jesus died on the cross, that was a man that died. God can never die. He died as a man. Why was it necessary for him to die as a man? Because he had to identify with us fully in the way we are completely. Amen. So that we can become like him completely in the way he was as God before he became human. Amen. So next time somebody of another religion is complaining, that I don't understand. I can't believe that Jesus is God because we know God can never die. And you guys say Jesus died and you call him God. You have to explain that to them. Amen. Amen. You have to write these things down. You have to take them, for example, to Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5 through verse 11. And you have to show it to them that, my friend, you have to have this mind. Let this light, enlightenment, information, knowledge. Now I'm teaching you. Ask me a question. I'm teaching you. 
My friend, let this information, let this illumination, knowledge now come to you to remove the darkness that is in your mind so that the true light will shine and deliver you from Satan having blinded your mind so that the light of the knowledge of the glory of God will shine in your heart so you have treasure in your heart, divine treasure. Right now, you don't have it. You are devoid of that treasure, but you can have it today through this explanation from Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to turn to it in a moment, but at this point, I'll share another revelation that God gave to me. With you. I saw. Uh, a truck. Like. Like you, know, you see those huge. Large like 18 wheelers on the highway. Trucks delivery trucks. Go like state across the country. Delivering food stuff. Yeah. All right. So you have, you have that picture right. So like something like that. But it, it seemed, I mean, these trucks are really big and huge. But this one seemed like three stories high. Like a three-story building, which say would be like 30 feet. Uh, engineer, Pastor, Pastor Joe, which, let's take average. Like a story building, three-story is it okay to say, am I right to say average, let's say 30 feet? Yeah? Okay, thank you. So it looked like that. You know, a truck that, and, and I thought to myself, looking at it, that this is unusual. I, I even later on, after I prayed, you know, God shows you things, you know, you pray, and then sometimes you, you're human, so you think about it and you wonder. At least I do that. Um, and I see the prophets did that too. God revealed things to them in their spirit. Sometimes their mind doesn't understand it and they are wondering. So I was looking, going over it in my mind. And then I got amused uh, because I thought to myself, hmm, it's, it's, this truck is it's actually higher, taller than a regular 18-wheeler. I mean, it just goes straight up, like three, three stories, straight up. And... and this is now after I prayed and I went to do something else. And later on, it came back to me. So I'm thinking over it and, I, and I'm just amusing myself. I'm like, hmm, if it goes under a bridge, it'll, it'll knock, knock it off. So, you know, I'm just kind of amusing myself uh, that way. Anyway. Um, so this truck was loaded with packages. It's like a delivery truck, but it's loaded with, with a lot of packages. And it drove, you know how it is like in, in America and maybe a lot of, you know, uh, countries where you have these, like supply, these trucks supply to depots and then smaller trucks take them from the depots to the stores. Usually these trucks don't go into town. They don't go into neighborhoods. You know, they're huge trucks. They don't, right? No, maybe. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but in this case, though, this particular truck that was like 30 feet high went into a neighborhood, and I saw it parked in front of somebody's house. It's a beautiful lawn, beautiful house. It's a beautiful lawn. 
and the packages were taken off the truck and just placed it from the front door onto the yard. Just boxes all over, all over the place. Amen. Somebody is about to receive a mighty and glorious visitation where the Lord says that he will bless you exceeding abundantly. That is in scripture, you know. Amen. May that be your portion, whatever it is. Amen. Whatever those packages are, health packages, money packages, salvation packages, whatever it is, receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. It was very unusual to me. A truck that is much taller than the biggest truck you've seen on the highway and just goes three stories up. And it made a delivery. It went in. It went, usually they don't come into, into neighborhoods. This one was parked in front of, of uh, somebody's house. And I'm amused later because I'm, I'm going, playing it over in my mind. I'm like, hmm, so how did it get through, you know, past some of the bridges? This is just me, just as a regular person, you know, not even being a pastor. It's just a person. Yeah, do you actually know that I'm a normal human being? See, sometimes people relate to you. You're a pastor. They actually don't think you, you are like human. You're normal. I'm, I'm a... <laughs> I'm a regular person like any one of you. I ministered in this church, and uh, I found this out later. Uh, just just for, for a season, God was just working all these wonderful things in the church. and uh, Unknown to me, I noticed that the pastor would ask me to pray, among other things, you know, consistently over the offering. You know, I'll do other things, but I just noticed for a season, just consistently, I was praying over the offerings, and I'll pray, and I'll go my way. I, uh, apparently, the offering was doubling. People were just giving, you know, so he just kept me praying over the offering and, and you know, other things that God would do. And the pastor was talking to his wife, and they mentioned this to somebody, and the person said to me, they said, Maybe that guy is an angel. Maybe he's not human. Maybe he's an angel. Because since he came around, everything's been so perfect. Uh, let me tell you this. I am not an angel. I am no angel. Hum I have human frailties just like you. And I have to remind myself, connect to God. What I'm teaching you I remind myself. Amen. So, yeah, maybe it's not a good thing to have done, but I did it. After I saw the vision, later on, I'm doing something, and it comes back to my mind, and I'm like, hmm, how, how did it get, how that truck able to get through under the bridges? You know, and I'm just picturing, and it's funny to me, I'm picturing the, the pack, now that I've seen the packages on the, on the lawn, 
all over. I'm like, hmm. So now I'm picturing the packages falling off on the highway because the truck just hit the bridge. You know, I know that's carnal, but that's just human. The Lord will release abundance of blessings. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Just receive it. You know, let's learn to be a people who, when we see something is biblical, it's scripture. It's not like it's far out, it's baseless, you know, it's like a hype and it's nothing. No, no, no. You know it's scriptural and you can sense in your spirit this is coming from God. Something of God. Tap into it. Receive it. In scripture, the people of Israel were told this. When the priests say this, the people shall respond saying, Amen. When the, people say, when the priests say this, the people shall respond saying, Amen. And, and there are some places where it is, it is repeated over and over that it's just, it gets really boring. You're like, why? Like after every word, yeah, why do I have to say amen after every word? Again, this is me being a human being with my natural mind. You know, okay, I already said amen. All right, we've said three amens. Why do I have to keep saying amen each time? There are places like that in the scriptures. Do you know that? Like, like after every verse, you have to say this. Every verse, you have to say this. After whatever, every line, you have to say this. Every line, you have to say it. I'm like, why? Well, that is what God chose at that time. Amen. So when you sense those seasons, learn to run with God. Do you get it? Let me just quickly show you this. I'm going to show you this. Psalm 136. Let's just look at it. I know this is just off the cuff, but just bear with me. Look at this. I'm not making this up. It's just there in the Bible. 136. Are you in the Psalm? Psalm 136. If you're there, say amen. Okay, this is going to be quick. You can read it all later, but just to make this point, look at this. Verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good. Everybody sees this? Read the next part. For his mercy endures forever. Look at verse 2. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. What's the response? For his mercy endures forever. Look at verse 3. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. For his mercy endures forever. Stop right there. Look at verse 1. Verse 1, verse 2, verse 3. Apart from the response, even the initial, the beginning, it's just like the same thing. Why that monotony? Apparently. Why that repetition? Come on, you see it? Verse 1. Look at the first part. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good. Skip there. Go to verse 2. It's the same. Oh, give thanks un unto the, instead of Lord this time, it says what? The God of gods. But it's, it's still the same. Oh, give thanks. Look at verse 3. Oh, give thanks. This time it says what? To the Lord of lords. One would say, okay, the first time he said, oh, give thanks, we get a point. Don't we get a point? Come on, people, I know you're quiet. You, all right, we get the point. Yet, he just keeps repeating it. Go with God. Go with that flow. He doesn't do this every time, but if he's doing this, flow with him.
because there is a reason. It's a purpose. Amen. It's not every day that I would start a service and we pray in the spirit for a while before we start the service. In fact, sometimes in my mind, I'm actually concerned about it because fortunately or unfortunately, we are online. It's a good part. You're reaching out to people, but there are some things that you can't really put online because it stirs a lot of questions. You are here, you've been taught enough, you know the Bible, you understand. There are some people online who also understand this, but there are a lot of people who don't understand. Well, they're like, why are they speaking in tongues? I don't understand what they're saying. Why are they, you know? And, and that part bothers me. But the Spirit is moving me a certain way, so I have to just go with Him and trust that whoever has those questions, why are they speaking in tongues? Why are they doing this? The Spirit of the Lord will deal with them, will explain it to them. It is God. Go with God. He knows better. He knows what he would do when we don't know what to do. Amen. Because ordinarily, generally, I'll just pray a prayer in English. For us, the common language is English, right? Here. So I just pray in English. If you agree, you say amen, and I start. That is the norm. But if the Holy Spirit changes it, I'm going to go with him. Because maybe that day, Beginning praying in the spirit is just going to revive somebody. It's going to quicken somebody's mortal body. It's going to raise that person up on the train. Who's passed out? Who knows? I don't know. Just go with God. Maybe the dry bones will come to life that day. Who knows? I don't know. So just go with God. Amen. I'd even say this which is not true, but I'll make a point. Even if nothing happens, still obey and go with God. Even if nothing happens, and it's not true, something will always happen. Because God is a God of purpose. God is a God of objectivity. When he leads you to do something, something will always happen. You may not be aware of it on this side of eternity. Maybe later we'll find out. Somebody may get a breakthrough in the service, may get a healing, may get a miracle, and may not even testify in the service. Because sometimes people are shy. They don't want to stand up to say, I was the one that God touched. You understand? Sometimes people are not even sure what's going on. What's happening? They're experiencing something spiritual for a very first time. And it's very different. And they are wondering, so when the pastor asked, did anybody get a miracle? Did somebody have something to say? They, did, they were in a zone. They didn't even hear. They didn't, you know, they weren't aware. You get me? Just go with God. Amen. So I think I can, it's okay. I can go away from Psalm 136. You get the point. It's repetition, repetition, repetition. The Lord set it up. He said, when the priests say this, the people shall respond, amen. Learn to go with the flow of the Spirit. The Bible says, Moses, Psalm 103, Moses knew God's ways. But it makes a distinction between Moses and the people of Israel. It says, Moses knew God's ways, right? But the people of Israel saw God, they saw God's acts. He knew his ways, so he knew how to walk with God, and he would perform the miracles. The people of Israel were observers. 
may you become a participant and a partaker, not just a spectator. Ladies and gentlemen, it is actually better to be a participant. You know, partake, enjoy the meal. Don't just sit there and watch people, you know, going in through the gate called beautiful and you're just sitting there waiting for crumbs that fall from the master's table. No, the children eat the bread. It's the dogs that get the crumbs. We're not dogs. We are children of the living God. Did you get something from that? Amen? Okay, come with me to Ephesians 3, please. Ephesians 3. I was going to show you this about the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3. So, oh, the move of the Spirit. That's, that's my title. The move of the Spirit. Amen? All right, he's moving, so I'll just go with that. We good? All right, so what did I just say? Ephesians 3, thank you. 3.20. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do, please read in your Bible online, wherever you are, read, exceeding. Abundantly above. Wow. He's able to do exceeding. Exceeding would be good enough for me. God says, no, 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 no. Like they say in America, I'll bless you out of your socks. <laughs> Amen. Press down is good enough. God says, no, 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 no. Press down, shaking together, running over. I will cause men to give unto your bosom. Amen. I will cause men to give unto your bosom. Your packages have been delivered. Praise God. The bridges on the highway, they did not stop that truck. God miraculously got it through. Praise the Lord. Oh, and the third vision. This happened... Uh, again, this is what Friday night, two nights. Yes, the third vision that has this has to do with marriage. Uh, a surprise, and I have to I have to explain this. Uh, a surprise proposal, a pleasant surprise. Uh, the person the person liked it, but they were surprised nonetheless. Uh, What I'm about to say does not mean that you take the vision or the revelation, the vision, and you just apply it to every situation. It's very specific. Right? So you don't agree to a proposal just because of this vision, a marriage proposal. You accept a proposal from somebody you know. Amen. Uh, somebody proposes to you online, don't accept it. You don't know them. Hello? Right. Don't go home and say, Pastor, God showed it to Pastor. No. God showed me this. 
I, I, I wanted to myself, Lord, how am I going to, when, when do I actually tell them this? I tell them first and we pray about it. How do I? And he said, I'll handle it. So as I'm ministering, they keep coming, coming in place. Amen. He caused men to give unto your bosom. When I said that, then the spirit released me. He said, now this is the time to tell them this one. So anyway, there are uh, uh, these friends. I think there are four of you, four friends. Uh, It seemed to me that you work together. There's just something. You you work together like in a company, an organization. It's something that the, the four people work together. And so there's these two guys and there's these two ladies. And it seemed like it was uh, the organization's cafeteria. You know, there's a restaurant in, in your building. Wherever you go to do your projects or mission or whatever, there is, there's a place you have lunch. So this is somebody that you know, what I'm about to say you are acquaintances, put it that way. But there's, there is no prior romantic relationship, but you know each other. And, but not deep enough, that is why you were, the person was surprised when the proposal came. Am I making sense? So anyway, at this, uh, you were eating and... This lady says to the one who was proposed to, got a proposal, that remember what I told you about that guy, that he likes you. And you told me that you like him. I brought it back to you and, and you acted like you had not said so to me. Person said to you, Whenever we go to look, I mean, we go to eat, he, he steals looks. He looks at you, you know, and when you look back, you glance away quickly, you know, just furtive, you know. So the person says to the lady, he's looking at you. Now, that moment, this lady looks up and this gentleman is actually looking at, staring at her, staring. I mean. If he had not said something, it would have been even creepy. He's just really like glaring. So your girlfriend says to you, remember what I told you? He's looking at you. So you look up. It's like you're eating and you look up and he's just looking at you. And that moment, this gentleman feels, I don't know, embarrassed or he just felt like he had to say something. And he just blurted out. Will you marry me? So you, you got, it was probably not the kind of proposal you like, you know. <laughs> I don't know what, what your dream is. <laughs> but this is, I just saw this. Uh, person is just staring at you. And you're looking back. This lady's looking back. And, and he just, and he just, he just says, will you marry me? He just 
So it was a surprise, but it was a pleasant one. So I know it was not at the beach or it was not your dream proposal, but somebody is getting married soon. So God bless you. Amen. God, you know, that, that's just uh, unexpected things, unexpected blessings will come. I mean, apart from specifically somebody receiving a marriage proposal, generally what that is also saying is that Pleasant, unexpected blessings will come your way. Does that make sense? Amen. See, one of the jobs we have as pastors, let me show that to you. Come with me to Hebrews 13, I think. This is, this is one of our jobs. Uh, Reverend, Reverend uh, Janice or... or Rosemary, what am I looking for? <laughs> uh, he, what, do I, what did I just say? Hebrews 13, right? Okay, 13, 17. 17. Obey those who have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as those who m must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. So part of my job is, is that, uh, obviously, our work is supposed to bring profit to you. Yes? The last part. For that is unprofitable to you. So don't do what will make their work unprofitable, but rather do what will make their work profitable to you. We, we good? Okay. So as you can see, part of our job is that one day I'm going to give account to God for the life of the people that God entrusted me with. I'm talking about those who are actually called by God and then call themselves. <laughs> you understand? You know, you have to be called by God. You just have, have to. How many of you can put out a devotional every day for 10 years, every day? Every day. I mean, that makes sense. That is biblical, supported by scripture. At least three scriptures. You ever seen my devotionals? At least, how many can do that every day? For, for 10 years. No, no, no. Forget 10 years. One year. It, there, there's just something that it just has to be the grace of God. You with me? So my grace is supposed to profit you. I mean, God is working. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not just here on earth just living our lives and then one day we're going to die and then it's over. No, 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 no. You were put here by God, not even by the will of your parents, but by God. Because humans, we can, parents can will all they want. We, read the Bible. It says God had given her conception. It is God who gives life. It is God who gives life. It is God who determined for you to be here. Out of the possibility of five billion possibilities of little spermatozoa, you made it 
And you think what? You're a ch by chance? You are nothing? No. You are special. You are created in the image and likeness of God. You are a person of destiny. You accomplish great things for God. I'm here to tell you that God loves you. God has called you. And there's nobody who's going to take you out. God will fulfill his good pleasure in your life. You will run your race. I declare it. You will run your race and you will finish your race. You will, I prophesy. You will not die before your time. I prophesy you will not be you'll not be taken out. Your destiny will not be derailed. Your life will not be truncated. I speak long life over you. I speak peace over your life. I speak health over your life. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that any assignment of the devil to bring sickness to take you out is cut off in Jesus' name. I rebuke the devourer as the, as, as the Lord God delivered Paul from the mouth of the lion. May God deliver you. Oh, some of you may be thinking, no, no, that was David. No, it wasn't only David. God delivered Daniel from the lion's mouth. God delivered David from the lion's mouth. And Paul said, God delivered me, Paul, from the lion's mouth. In the New Testament, the God of the Old Testament is also the God of the New Testament. He delivered people from the mouth of the lion. In the Old Testament, he's still doing that today. I stand to declare to you, sorrow will not eat you up. What, been, what has been sent by the devil to consume you, to create confusion of mind, confusion in your marriage, confusion in your family, or even as a single person, to destroy your life in the name Jesus. It is rebuked. It is stopped in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, give glory to God, somebody. Give glory to God. We watch over your souls. And so sometimes God will reveal something. Some of it I don't even understand myself. But I will pray, trusting that your packages will be delivered. I will pray, stressing that the proposal will come. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe the proposal did not come. Some of you, oh my God, the Lord deliver you and help you. Some of you, you live like in some fantasy world. He just, he just proposed to me at, uh, uh, what is it, the, 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 the cafeteria. Look at him. He has no, uh, what is this thing you call us? What, 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 how would you call that guy who proposed at a cafeteria? You know, he's no finesse. He has no what? Class and all those things. You all say. And then you reject, you reject the blessing of God over something. Uh, uh, yeah. Don't be light. God created you with glory. Glory means you are heavy. Amen. Praise God. Create all those things later. Praise God. Some of you were so broke when you got married, never had a honeymoon. You can have it later. It's not over. Amen. Don't fight each other and don't call your husband or your wife. Don't call anybody names. Because, well, you didn't even give me anything. You still complain after 40 years. You still complain that you didn't have a honeymoon. Well, have it now. Design it now. Now, do whatever you want to do now. Stop complaining. Do live now. Enjoy your life now. 
He said, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. If you are thinking it, if you are imagining it, I pray that you believe God to do more than you imagine. Now, stop complaining and thank God and say, Lord, to you, I give honor and glory that what I'd always been imagining, you do more than that for me. Hallelujah. Pastor Megan, I know a lady. I'm going to a lot of details, but the important part, part that relates to my message. She put, going through a difficult time financially in her career and everything, but her faithfulness to God. And there was a season she made this commitment. I won't go into a lot of details, but made this commitment to God, set a time aside to help, go help this ministry to reorganize their administration and have put everything together. And she was going to lose money while she was away helping this ministry. She took some time off work to go and do that. And at that time, at that when she, so she went and helped them. And while she was there, the, the, the people in charge of that ministry heads of the ministry had a conference and this millionaire came to the conference. This is, this is a lady who would sometimes look for have you ever heard somebody like financially going through such a hard time, they start looking under the couch to see if there's some coins there, just you know, sometimes that is that how challenging times certain times of her life. She went dedicated to give time to God's work. Help her ministry put things together. While there, this millionaire came. I, I, I met him. Came. And instead of focusing on the conference, he, he's like, Boaz, who's that lady? You know, there are a lot of women who work for Boaz. But why is it that just this one day, Boaz took note of Ruth? Because the favor of God was on Ruth. The favor of God is on you. I don't know what challenge you're going through, but don't let the devil lie to you that God has forsaken you. The favor of God is on you. Ladies and gentlemen, you have no idea what Satan has planned to do to you and your family. So don't let whatever you're going through now make you think God forsook you. I started out to teach you this. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I'll not leave you alone. I'll not leave you as orphans. In fact, he said that. <laughs> you got to forgive me, but it's a weird thing when in the natural you become an orphan. Man. It's not a good thing, man. It's just not a good thing. So when I read the scripture and Jesus says to his disciples, I'll not leave you orphans, but I will send the Holy Spirit, another comforter, like me, but another one. Alos Paracletos. He is of my kind. 
but he is still different from me. And when he comes, he'll be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. Who knows whether what Satan is doing now is sudden he would he will just sift you as wheat and destroy your life. But the Lord said, I have prayed for you. Didn't he say that? He said, Simon, I have prayed for you. He said, I, I caught this in the spirit realm. The enemy sought to sift you like wheat. When I was a child, we used to wash things with our hands. And there were some things that I hated being made to wash. Especially the heavy towels that the adults used. As children, we had small towels. But the adult people, you know, when you're little, adults are big, you know. When I was little, everything was big. The house we lived in was big. When I grew up, went back, I was like, oh, it's just, <laughs> the towel was big. And then when you're made, there's no washing machine made to wash it. And the, the, the edges, you know where they, they sew, it's thick. And when you wring it, man, it, it gets to the back. I don't know if you've ever felt this. The back of your, your, your fingers. Not the inside. The inside is a little thicker, but the back is tender. Man, the place burns. Oh, I used to hate that. And I hated the adults who made us. <laughs> well, Satan sometimes seeks to sift you like that. Imagine that takes you and just squeezes you, rubs you against yourself till there's no more substance. You are finished. I have come to tell you that God has defended you. God has delivered you. And whatever it is that you pray for, dream about, imagine the spirit of the Lord will do exceeding, abundantly above. Amen. This millionaire in this story sets his eyes on this lady and tells the head of the ministry, your administrative assistant or whatever, I want to marry her. It's just like that proposal, you know, in the cafeteria. It's just... What the person had been meditating on, thinking about, they just blurted it out. Forgive them, accept it, and, you know, do all the other sweet things later. So he just went to the head of the ministry and said, I want to marry her. Can you imagine this? Is, you just see the person and you just, I want to marry her. You don't, you have to date, you have to get to know her. I want to marry her. The head of the ministry told the lady, <laughs> You know, when you've gone through certain experiences in life, you're very cautious. Sometimes you can even put yourself in a position where you say, I'm never getting married. I'm not going through this thing, you know. Yeah, that is where she was. 
So imagine there's somebody who has made up a mind. I went through First World War. I'm not going through a Second World War. That was, I, I, I know her, you know. That's the kind of person. And then you want to break through that barrier. You don't come the sweet way, come and get to know me. We start out, I'll marry you. I mean, what is that? Right away, all her defenses rise up because she's like, oh, yeah, that, that controlling kind. How dare you marry, marry who, <laughs> who do you think you, yeah. So things weren't really looking good for the millionaire, you know. It's not your money. You need grace. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So anyway, conference ends like after a week or so. Conference is over. And eventually, she agrees to talk to him. And they talk. And she says, no. Even if I'm going to consider, you have to go to Washington, D.C. and meet my pastor. He's a young man, but if he says, okay, then, then I'll do it. So can you, can you imagine this guy comes to see me and I'm like, I'm like wait a minute, I'm not the one married you. <laughs> Why are you asking me? <laughs> he says, she says she wouldn't even consider unless I talk to you. Wow. And I decided I'm going to be like God. You know, after Adam and Eve, God never gives you a woman. You have to go and find. You ever notice that in the Bible? He said, he who finds a wife. Yeah. I know some of the guys come in the prayer line. They've been coming to the prayer line for 30 years, praying the Lord will give them a wife. Stop. Go and look for a wife. We prayed for you already. <laughs> go and look. Because <laughs> God doesn't want you blaming him. Gave Adam a wife. Adam said, it's the woman you gave me. After he messed up. That is just how we are. You know, we mess up and we blame God. So anyway, I said, all right, well, I'll talk to her, but I can't tell her to marry you. You have to do this yourself. You have to, you know, you have to, yeah. Get her heart to soften some. I don't know, but you have to. Well, anyway, long story short. So they get married, right? They get married. Guess what? Oh, Zamadoli and Jesus is good. Six-month honeymoon. Who does that? They went on a Honeymoon for six months around the world. Father, let whatever anybody has given up for your sake and the kingdom, may they receive a hundredfold in this time and in the world to come, eternal life. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not going to go there. I was going to show you. Remember Philippians 2? But I'm not going to go there. When we're talking about how Jesus became human like us, he identified with us so we could become like him. And, and that's in Philippians 2. I gave you the reference from verse 5 through verse 11. It's actually two parts. Philippians 2, 5 to 8 is the first part. 
that 9, 10, and 11 is the second part. Philippians, Alonzi Silver Play. Amen. Let's go. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Oh, my time is up. Philippians 2. Okay, look at this, please. All right, just the two parts. What did I say? Philippians 2, what did I say, please? Five, yes. Okay, thank you. And I said two parts. The first part I said is five to what? Eight. Good, you remember. And the second part is in nine to 11, right? Yes, okay. So Philippians 2, quickly. Verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Verse 8, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So Philippians 2, 5 to 8, tells you about how Jesus divested himself of his divinity. He took off, took on his overcoat of divinity and took on humanity to become like us so we could become like him. Amen. This is called the emptying of the divinity of Christ. Philippians 2, 5 to 8 is what? To empty. You know? So it's full and you pour whatever was in it out. Now it's empty. We get it? Hello? Okay. Did you see he was God? Verse 6. Being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant. He was not, but he took upon him. Yes, we, we get it? Okay. So this is, he was God, he became human for us so that we could become like him. For as he is, so are we. Where? When we go to heaven? No, 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 no. Not only when we go to heaven, but here in this world. That's 1 John 4, verse 17. As he is, so are we in this world. Now look here, the second portion of it, Philippians 2, 9 through 11. 9 starts saying what? Wherefore God also highly exalted him. So 9 is in contrast to what we've already read. What he did, because of what he did prior to verse 9, therefore, as consequentially, God, as a result of what Jesus did, has highly exalted him, everybody gets this, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. Verse 11, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ the Lord to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Things in heaven, things on earth, 
or beings in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Let me ask you a question. What at all is under the earth that's working against you? That can defy the authority, defy the authority of the name of Jesus. Nothing. That's nothing. Everything will bow to the name of Jesus. What is it that is hidden in darkness? What throne, what dominion, what name is risen against you that will not bow? It will all bow to the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God has highly exalted Jesus because prior to verse 9 in Philippians 2, 5 through 8, prior to that, Jesus went to the lowest of all. Do you see that? If you have time when you read it, just look for how successively, step by step, Jesus kept lowering himself. First, he was God. Then he becomes human. Already you've lowered yourself. He is a human being, a perfect human being. Then he takes on the form of a servant. You've lowered yourself. Do you understand that? You remember Jesus going to wash the disciples' feet? And Peter said, no, 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 Lord, don't do it. Jesus was taking the form of a servant. Because that's a job, the, not even a servant, the lowest of the servants. The one who just got hired. Who can be fired first? He did that job. <laughs> and now it's what Jesus is going to do. And Peter said, no, 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 don't wash. Jesus said, if I don't wash you, you're not clean. And what did Peter say? Jesus, not only my feet. <laughs> Just basically bathe me, right? <laughs> and Jesus said, no, 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 you already had a bath. You, those who have just had a bath don't need to have another bath right away. If you just had a bath and you just happen to walk outside and your feet get dirty, you don't have a bath, another one, unless you are OCD. And if you're OCD, the Lord deliver you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, say amen. Praise the Lord. If you just had a bath and you go outside and your feet get dirty, ladies and gentlemen, please don't have another bath in 30 minutes. There's nothing wrong with you. You just have to wash your feet. That means any time, if there's any other thing that is operating like that in your life, be free right now. Come on, people, be free in the name of Jesus. Same way like if you just ate and you're full and somebody just brings something, doesn't mean you have to eat again. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. Come on, people. The Lord can set you free in church from anything. Just using any scripture. One of the most beautiful scriptures that I saw God deliver somebody from, from cancer, was just the scripture. Matthew 15. Just a scripture that says, any tree I have not planted, I'll uproot. Can you imagine? Any tree I have not planted, I'll uproot. Do you know what the person was healed of cancer in that situation heard? The tree is cancer. I didn't put it in you. I'll uproot it. They were like, I, I jump, I hold on to it. And that was it. When you sense the flow of the spirit, go with God. Complete this for me. For all the promises of God are yes and amen by us to the glory of God. The promise is true. 
For God has sworn by himself, in blessing you, bless you. In multiplying you, multiply you. He has sworn by his throne. If he doesn't do it, he'll lose his throne. Mr. Sherman, oh, I want to clap. And he can't do it. He can't lose his throne. That means God will keep his promise. But God wants that promise to become yes in your life by you saying amen to it. Did you catch something today? Yes, you have to. The power of God will work towards those who believe. Not those who don't believe. Said I not unto you that if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. I pray for you today in the name of Jesus that you will believe that the spirit will move in your life. Believe it and receive it. Praise the Lord. Or shall I say it like Martin Lawrence before you accept it? Believe it. Amen. Believe it. You receive it. Be like Mary who said, be it unto me. According to your word. The move of his spirit. The move of his Believe it. Oh, pastor. But there's this mess in my life, pastor. You have no idea. This is chaos. I shared that with you last week and we prayed. Those who are not here, remember in Genesis 1, God himself reveals that there was chaos. And I'll spend time teaching you all those things. There's a time to feed, to teach people, with, feed them with knowledge and understanding. We'll get into all that. But when it's time for just ministration, let's just go and we'll receive it. When God had chaos in Genesis 1, who moved? A spirit. When you read it, God did not speak till the spirit moved. Mr. Sherman, today you came to church. Oh, hallelujah. She's the rider with me. Yes, till so the spirit moved. And we pray today, Lord, move in my life. How many believe you'd moved in your life? The Lord bless you. And that's what he does. He moves. He moved on the chaos. Then God spoke. He said, Lord, move. Move on the proposal. Move on the packages. Move, Lord. Amen. As a Christian missionary who is going to be delivered, Lord, save, save our people. Save your people who have been persecuted. Some who are the verge of being killed for their faith in Christ, for serving you. Save them. Save them. Bring them home. Save them. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'll say this to you because I saw it. I don't know how it's done naturally. I haven't even researched it. I have an American passport, but I haven't actually checked. But in this particular vision, the Secretary of State signed a document and actually signed somebody's passport. They made a new passport, signed a passport to get a Christian missionary who was going to be executed to, to be set free from whoever had them brought home. It was the Secretary of State who did that. May God raise up 
dignitaries and use them to bring deliverance to you and elevation for you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. When you read, the prophet Isaiah said, God will give you queens. Queens will serve you. It'll be your, Mr. Sherman, you came to church today. Did you hear? She gave me the scripture. They'll be your nursing mothers. Can I give you five? Yes. Ah, hallelujah. That scripture says that. I was so blessed one day. I think Pastor Mary gave me that picture to see our dear uh, Dr. Jane and her husband, Pastor Jane Tukofi, they were the Queen of England, you know. When you're in that part of the world, it's like a big thing, you know. And I was in there, I'm looking at it, and I'm just smiling, you know. I'm just you're looking sheepish, and I just smile, like, this is too beautiful, you know. May God. And I saw that, that vision. There's a missionary who's coming home. And I pray that God deliver people. God will give you dignitaries to serve you. I have gotten on a flight where officials of the airline carried my two suitcases. And we walked from the counter through the back onto the tarmac. Walked, the plane was already aborted. Walked on it. They carried it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Like, man, this is really nice. You know, this is, you got, you got officials carrying. It was not the people whose normal job is to do the load. No, the plane is going to take off. So everything is done. And the people on the flight whose luggage is not on the flight, they have to wait for their luggage to come on a different flight. The two officials carried my luggage. And, and I'm walking behind them. God on the flight. I tell you, when God opens a door, no man can shut it. Amen. I want to pray in a moment. I want you to just see the spirit of God moving on that chaos. It's so chaotic, you don't know what to do. You don't have the answer. Who's going to change it? The spirit. I pray that at the beginning that you move on the surface of the earth, move on the surface of our lives, you renew the face of our lives. Like in Genesis, may that happen. May that happen right now. In the name of Jesus. Can somebody see it? See a situation for maybe your children, your grandchildren. I minister to you by the Spirit of the Lord. Can you just see? Can you just see your grandchildren right now? Can you see the Spirit of the Lord moving? Moving. I minister to somebody right now. Somebody here, somebody online, in the name of Jesus. This past week, I called one of our church members just to check on them, and they shared with me something about their grandchildren, and God moved in their situation. But what I'm saying now is not even about that person because God's already done it for them. Someone else.
Can you see that chaos? Can you see it changed because the spirit is moving? Just see that. Can you see that? Can you see like Ezekiel? Oh, there's a valley of dry bones. But can you see them rise up as a mighty army? Can you see it? You've got those bills. The company is on the verge of bankruptcy. Can you see that figure in the company's bank account, your balance sheet? Can you see all those zeros behind that figure? Can you see it? Please, can you see it? Can you see resurrection life? Can you see it? Man of God, woman of God, can you see it? Child of God, can you see it? As God asked Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah said, I see the rod of an almond tree. I see the, the sign of resurrection. The first sign of resurrection. In the winter time, I still see spring. We are in the dead of winter. He says, Lord, I see spring. Everything is over, but he, he says, I see life. I see life. I see life. I see. Do you see it? Can you see it? And Jeremiah said, Lord, I see the rod of an almond tree. God said, you've seen well. In Jesus' name, receive your breakthrough. In Jesus' name, may the spirit move. May the spirit move. May the wind of God Blow over you. Blow life, life into your life. Life into every aspect of your life. Receive it. Can you see those grandchildren's lives change? Can you see them saved? Can you see them filled with the Holy Spirit? I see it for you in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. I prayed at the beginning. God heard. God answered. But now I just want you to agree with me that what you pray for, what you dream about, God will do exceeding abundantly above it. Who would have known a lady was struggling financially would set time aside to help God's work and return with a proposal married to a millionaire and go on a honeymoon for six months around the world. <laughs> she came to me and she said, Pastor, this is what we're, we're doing. We're going on honeymoon around the world. But I want you to give me some tracks so that I would be witnessing for the Lord. Her heart was always about God. Always about God. Come on, people. The Lord bless you. When you give to God your heart, your life, your money, your time, your mind, whatever you give to God, God will multiply it. God will multiply it. God will multiply it. So give it to him. Give him your mind. Give him your time. Give him your strength. Give him your prayer. Give that wish, that desire, that prayer. Turn it over to the Lord. Turn it. Give it to the Lord now. Give him your five loaves. Give him your two fish. Give him your life. Give him your donkey. Let him ride on it. You are the blessed one. I don't know what it is, but you know. Please give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. I visited that couple in one of the, uh, at that time, one of the, uh, he had three homes, one in Florida. 
where they would go when it's cold, they'd have a pleasant time in a place where it's warm. Had a, another home in a, a part of America that was cold, normally cold. So when it's too hot, that's where they go. And then the rest of the time, they live somewhere in the middle of America. I mean, life was just beautiful. <laughs> this is what God can do. I thank you. I thank you, Father, for changing the chaotic situation and now causing life to come forth. I thank you, Spirit of God. As I prayed at the beginning, I thank you that you heard and answered. And now, touch and agree with God's people. According to Ephesians 3.20, concerning what they are praying about right now, concerning what they have on their mind, I pray that you do exceeding, abundantly, above. Right now, Lord. Right now. Right now. Father, right now. For that spouse, right now. For that child, right now. For that family member, right now. Oh, God, for that family, right now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, do exceeding abundantly above what they dream of, what they pray for, what they are asking you for. I touch and agree with them in Jesus' name. Receive it. Wind of God, blow on them. Spirit of God, blow on them. Life come. In the matchless name of Jesus, by the faith of God, I call it done. Can somebody begin to thank God with me? Just thank God with me. Let us thank God together. Let us praise the Lord our Savior. Thank God with me. Thank God with me. Now life has come. Now light has come. The Spirit has moved. Light has come. Life has come. The wind has blown away the chaff. The wind has brought in the things of God, the fruit of God, the power of God. Receive it now. Lord, I thank you and I praise you. I give you and I give you glory. The Lord bless you all. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. Grant you peace. May his blessings be on you. May his spirit be in your hope. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up in the name of Jesus and give you your inheritance which is life, light, peace, power, joy, prosperity, strength, victory, Grace without darkness, without sorrow. Receive it now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to you. Glory to God. Gloria a Dios. Ah, give praise to God, somebody. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody give him glory. Glory to God.
Gloire à Dieu. Gloria a Dios. Glory to God. Give him praise, somebody. Give him praise for your life. Give him praise. Give him praise. All around the world, online, give him praise. Give God praise. Somebody give him praise. Light has come. Life has come. The darkness is over. And now the true light of Jesus shines. Salvation has come to your house. Yes. Salvation has come to your house. It has come, it has come, it has come, it has come. Hallelujah. 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 To God be glory. Father, thank you. Father, now we give to you tithes, offerings, gifts of love, first fruits. We sow into the kingdom of God. We receive correspondent return on all our seeds sown in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you that according to Malachi 3.10, we prove you herewith, and you rebuke the devourer for our sake, and you bless us. We receive abundance. As we give to you tithes, offerings, gifts of love. In the name of Jesus. This is our worship to you, Lord, through our high priest, the Lord Jesus. Receive this. We give to you our five loaves. We give to you our two fish. We give to you the widow's might. We give to you our offering. We give to you our love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bless all God's people. Let the fragrance of God's glory, majesty, triumph in Christ be upon all. The fragrance of your triumph. The aroma of your triumph be on all. And wherever we go, people will say, these are the ones the Lord has blessed. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Love you. I appreciate you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's give to God both here in the church and around the world online. For those of you online, three ways that you can give. First, you can give via Zelle transfer to World Missions Ministries. The number for Zelle transfer is 571-234-2387. 571-234-2387. That's for Zelle transfer. You can give online via PayPal. Via PayPal, if you choose that. Just go to wmmchurch.org.org. wmmchurch.org. And click the donate button. You see a red donate button. Just click on it. And that will lead you to give via PayPal. Whatever you choose to give. God bless you. Finally, if you want to send a check by mail to World Missions Ministries, the address is 6805 East Clinton Street, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, that's USA. I repeat the address for World Missions Ministries is 6805 East 
Clinton Street, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, that's USA. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Keep you all. This ends our online service. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Joe to please come and pray for the church.